question that I'm asked is, how do I choose what to eat? And I wonder, maybe you've asked the same on this journey as you reject diet culture and the diet mentality. So there is nothing wrong with this question, but I invite you to get curious. What is underneath those words? What's the desire that you have? Is there some fear present? Maybe a fear and a mistrust that you could ever know the answer without external factors. And all of this is valid. This fear is the result of being raised in and living with diet culture's influence. So let's consider what's happening here and unpack it. Without diet culture, there are no established rules. There is no meal plan, no app, no points or calories to track. So if this feels like a lot to you, you're not alone. Of course it does after the structure and rigidity of the diet mentality of the black and white. And also it doesn't need to remain overwhelming. I got you. I'm Nadia Felsch, nutritionist and intuitive eating counselor. In this podcast, we explore the practical aspects of leaving the diet mentality behind and finding your own food and body freedom. In this episode, we'll be exploring four questions to consider for yourself when deciding what to eat. Call it a loose structure or guidance if you like. And it's one that many of my clients utilize in a more formal way in their early recovery from chronic dieting and disordered eating, moving to a more flexible arrangement with it as time goes on. Such is the point of intuitive eating, centering your own experiences and being flexible. So with this approach, instead of saying to yourself, I can't have this, I shouldn't be eating, that's bad for me, you instead can ask yourself these questions. How hungry am I? What foods am I drawn to? How do I want my body to feel? What do I have access to? So let's go deeper now. The first question, how hungry am I? Right at the top of your decision-making process means that straight away you are centering yourself and your sensations. And this is also very practical. So if you're feeling super hungry, you can rule out any small snacks because you know they won't be adequate for you unless I guess you have plenty of them. So this kind of self-inquiry also encourages curiosity about your body and about your experience instead of diet culture's voice on this point, which is always saying, eat as little as possible, ignore your hunger, rubbish, dial right into it. So the second question to ask, what foods am I drawn to or what am I craving? Because, and say it with me, cravings are normal and valuable. Pay attention to them. Drown out the diet mentality that says they're a problem. Your body is telling you what foods it's interested in at any one moment, and it's your job to take note. If no particular meal comes to mind, can you focus on the micro aspects of what you feel like? So do you feel like salty, sweet foods, or both? Do you feel like hot or cold, spicy food, crunchy food, What is your body telling you? This step and also step one, question one, will be especially challenging where you have lack of true permission to eat food and to eat all types of foods. The third question, how do I want my body to feel? So are you wanting to feel energized or more cozy in your body? Are you simply wanting to feel full and satisfied and get on with it? 
And you can absolutely bring into this your knowledge over time of how you know foods make you feel in their varying combinations and at different times of the day, which is all only possible when you center your own eating experience. And if this is all very new, you just simply pay attention and bank the information for the future so you will know. The fourth question, what do I have access to? This is commonly in our society considered first, and yet I place it here at the end very intentionally. So let's first consider your unique body experience and feedback before we consider what food is around us. Get into this habit and know that with refinement, with work over time, this step can actually be first because we can meal plan, we can grocery shop, we can have the snacks and the food around us that we tend to want to eat, where we plan the food that will be available. For instance, even when we want to go to a new place, we know what food's available. We can start to put what do I have access to first in planning. Now, a general obstacle to this whole process is likely going to be your own fat phobia, because at every turn, You may have said, you may have already said it, but I need to lose weight, which has, I bet, typically been what's derailed your body connection in the past. And so we come back every time we come back to the body, we come back to your clever body and we choose to focus on that. So in the future, I will be releasing an episode on weight loss desires. If you notice that your healthism concerns pop up, maybe you feel you so-called are not eating enough of this or you're eating so much of that, I really recommend going back and listening to episode eight, where we explore a balanced diet. For the notes from this episode, including how to work with me and receive my support as you seek your own healthy relationship to food, head to my website, nadiafelsch.com forward slash podcast. Alternatively, you'll find the link in your podcast player. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. If you'd like to get in touch with me, learn about my current group program offerings and client availability, the best way to do that is via my website, www.nadiafelsch.com. You'll also find my Facebook group, Food and Body Freedom, and on Instagram and TikTok, my handle is at Nadia Felsch.